Swaggle, 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 right, swaggle. Let's do this. Swaggle. Let's do it. Bounce, bounce, bounce. No? Okay. You you send me notes, and I don't really know. Sometimes like <laughs> you just send me random quote. I'm like, am I supposed to know what that's attached to? Which one? The quote? Well, the uh, Andrew F. Bronca. Yeah. What's what's the title of the email? Zimmerman. Okay. It's probably about... But when I replied to it, you sent me something else, which is still Zimmerman. No, you didn't reply to it. You did. Where? No, I sent two things, and oh, you replied, replied to the second, the second thing. one. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I'll show you how email works after this. It's cool. It's, it's cool. Gmail. It's throwing me off. Where did F mail go? <laughs> <laughs> well, we some, went from email to Gmail. Somebody, no F mail. somebody sent me, and they told me their email address was at Y mail. Whoa, we skipped a Y while I wasn't looking. I thought it was fake. Oh, really? It's Yahoo Mail. Oh, it's now Y mail. I guess so. Weird. Yeah. Seriously, I want F mail now. Now that I've said it. <laughs> so you want to talk about Zimmerman? No, I thought you wanted to talk about Zimmerman. Oh. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sick of it. Well, we should talk about it. But we should a little bit. We should talk about it. I think one of the biggest things that makes me crazy right now, um, you know, several days after the verdict. Evidently, the verdict came out while I was uh, winning a machine gun match. I don't know. Anyway. Something like that. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. Busy. Um, The... Would it have Everybody affected you either talking. way? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Everybody keeps talking about stand your ground laws, right? But right. that wasn't used in this case. So why do we keep talking about it? It's making me crazy. I thought I, I thought the, the law that he exercised was standing his ground that he didn't have no. to back down. No. The law, the, the, the defense mechanism he used for his case, George Zimmerman, was um, – immunity by defense of his person or whatever the legal jargon is for that. Basically, you're allowed, you have the right to defend yourself, period. Every American does. Okay. Okay. So that's what he used. So if you're defending yourself, you, you have immunity from murder, assault, those things because of the fact that you're defending yourself. And that's why you see on TV when you watch a law movie show, whatever, that uh, that they always claim self-defense. Well, that's what that is. It's immunity from prosecution due to you're defending yourself. And Florida, like every other state in the union, has uh, self-defense immunity. And the, the, uh, the bottom line is, okay, I got this from uh, Andrew F. Bronca, who wrote a really great article. You should go check it out. Um, do you want me to read it, or are we no, going to have the fiasco like the last on. time when you read it? Uh, Florida's defendant motions for self-defense immunity can be made at any time in a hearing before the relevant court, and the standard of evidence for acknowledging immunity is that of a preponderance of the evidence. It is more likely than not that the use of deadly force was lawful. Immunity attaches. I'm sorry. If it is more likely than not that the use of defense force was lawful, immunity attaches. And what that means is... When you go into a court, like Zimmerman had to, right, and you say it was self-defense, like Zimmerman did, then the prosecution now has to prove beyond a preponderance of the evidence that it wasn't self-defense. Now, they have to prove murder, right, right. Um, so, you know, so beyond a reasonable doubt. What you're saying is that he, they would have had to have proved that he was the aggressor. Yeah, they would have had to prove it wasn't self-defense. 
and they we all saw it. They sure didn't prove anything to anybody. The, right. The prosecutor, you know, Zimmerman obviously was prosecuted because of political pressure. Whether or not he was guilty or not, um, you know, whether or not he he murdered someone or not, he was brought to justice to the justice system due to political pressure. The prosecution didn't have a case, and we all knew that, and that's what we all saw. Now, whether or not Zimmerman's guilty of whatever you think, uh, that's your personal opinion. But obviously, he wasn't. There wasn't enough evidence to convict him of murder or manslaughter. You know, and I had a discussion with a few people this past weekend about the Zimmerman case right before you know the the verdict right. came out. Yeah, and the consensus was for most people they thought he was going to get manslaughter. Yeah, at least because some of his actions and he's, led to that. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, well, like the nine one one operator saying stay in the car, yeah, and then he didn't, and well, following him, yeah. and they say don't follow him. Um, but obviously, like you said, the uh, the attorneys were not, or the prosecuting attorneys yeah. weren't, you know, Only, didn't do their job to to. There was no witnesses. Uh, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> there was no, there, well, there's one witness, and he didn't tell us what he saw, and because he yeah. was being prosecuted, so he didn't have to. There was only one witness because the other one's dead. So he's the one that says it happened. Everybody else who saw stuff, you know, it went with the, his story of self-defense. So right. there was nothing to refute his self-defense claim. Okay. So if, in fact, Zimmerman instigated it, he probably is technically guilty of manslaughter, right? He right. got out of his car, grabbed him. Maybe he threw the first punch. Who knows? But like I said, that the point is moot when you're talking about the legal aspect of it, not the justice aspect of it. Right. And Legally, they so, couldn't prove that, so they, there's no reason for them to press charges and waste all the taxpayers' money on this. Except right, for political pressure, I yeah. guess. So, so, uh, would you, so how, I wonder how Obama's feeling about this. Well, obviously, because it's popular with a certain segment of the population. I just mean with what he said. If he had a son, it would, he would look like Trayvon Martin. Well, see, they're going to pander to that audience because they think there's there's points to be gained there, right? Right, but why why would you have a political figure in his position come out with a stance like that? Because he thinks it helps his, you know, popularity, which, you know, politics is all one popularity contest. So, obviously the man doesn't really care about the rule of law. I mean, Eric Holder just spoke on how we need to get rid of stand-your-ground laws. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Like I said, it doesn't apply to this case. Why would you talk about it? Well, evidently, the, that there's a section of that, you know, um, that political uh, persuasion that thinks stand-your-ground laws are somehow bad for society, and they want to get rid of them, and they see this as their chance. It has nothing to do with, you know, whether or not stand-your-ground was used here, because it wasn't. We know that. But like I said, they're just pandering to their audience. They think a certain segment of the population wants to hear that, you know, Trayvon Martin so was martyred because for, of stand your ground laws. Okay, for me then, define stand your ground quick, just simply. Like, well, stand your ground law basically doesn't means that the state doesn't require you to retreat in any way, shape, or fashion. Some states uh, require that you you have to. Avoid the confrontation. Does that make sense? Yes. So if I'm on a sidewalk picking my nose and some dude walks up and says, I hate people to pick their nose, I'm going to whoop your butt, and I don't turn around and walk away. In some states, 
I am just as guilty as a person who throws a punch. Gotcha. Now, if you have a stand your ground laws, that means I have no legal obligation to walk away or back off to avoid the confrontation. Now, there's technical jargon for all that, legal jargon that I don't know. Um, but, you know, basically that's it. Basically it says if somebody approaches me, I don't have to back off. I don't have to say, hey, buddy, I don't want to fight. I just have to not start it. Does right. that make sense? You not strike him or shove him for what he just said to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As long as I don't start it, then maybe a stay in your ground law applies in that case. But in this case, it was just a simple self-defense. All right. Well, we had talked about a guy who took Joe Biden's advice recently about you know, yeah. maybe four or five shows ago. Evidently, somebody up in water and he's using the Joe Biden defense. Yes. He's saying Joe Biden told me to do it. Now, here's a question, and I wish I, I knew more about this legally. Now, d- does now the court have to show that, one, Joe Biden was wrong, or does the court have to show that you're not allowed to use the vice president as a defense if he tells you it's okay and that's what you should do? Or does the court simply ignore that matter and say that's not a legal defense to try again? So he's sticking with this. Th- th- as far as I can really tell, trying to go I mean, well, well, let's face it. We know what the headlines read. We know what the story says, but we don't know if that's accurate or not. Because, you know, it's reporters and they're bad at their jobs. Um, so whether or not this guy's actually using, you know, this and is going to go into the courtroom and, you know, his lawyer is going to argue it in front of the prosecutor. I don't know. I don't. We don't know. Would they bring Biden in as a witness? No, I don't think they have jurisdiction <laughs> over that. Not for this. Shouldn't he show up, though? Well, I mean, all they have to do is all they have to do is show the videotape, right? I don't know. You could be computer animated or something. Ooh, if they could do a computer animation of Joe Biden saying it. Yeah. It was and faked. then show maybe the real faked. one. Yeah. And then show yeah, maybe it was photoshopped. Yeah. You can tell because of the pixels, right? Because of the right? pixels. Got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um Ian wrote us and he said uh, a while back that uh, we stated English people are not allowed to defend themselves. Right. And yeah. since Scott doesn't listen to the shows. No, that was uh, a, that was an over. Yeah, no, we we definitely said that. I think that yeah, was an oversimplification. I, I think what we were doing is we were trying to trying to make over a point. generalization. Yeah, he said because yeah. he says it's not true. The castle doctrine actually comes from English common law. Correct. He just says um, we just aren't allowed to do it effectively, as in right. um, defend themselves. And I well, think that's yeah, kind of yeah. what we were we were we almost were getting at. Yeah. yeah, we were poking a if little bit. If you water harder. down the castle doctrine law, at some point it becomes. Moot, right? Yeah, it becomes there is no right, castle you have, doctrine. You have the right to protect yourself, but we're going to tell you what you can use and what you can't use. Right. And if they have a firearm, you're still not allowed to use a firearm. Right. And I you're mean, not. I don't think you're allowed to use a knife or any lethal means of whatsoever. I mean, it's and you see these stories all the time about a guy broke into a home, the woman freaked out and stabbed him, and she's in jail now. Right. Oh, there was an elderly yeah. man that. Uh, this happened a couple of years back, maybe three or four years ago. There were some people breaking into his farmhouse, some kids, and he lit one of them up with like a 12-gauge or 10-gauge maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, It was a garden gun. <laughs> That's what they called him. No. Uh, anyway, he lit one of them up, and he's in jail now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you definitely can't shoot somebody. That that much I, I realize. Yeah, so I, I – But like, we appreciate the uh, yeah, thanks listener for, email. Thanks for email. telling us that and uh, – Putting us in our place because every once in a while we do need that. Yeah, definitely correct us. We like it. Uh, we got another question here from Matthew. Yeah, this one was about the uh, the, the ammo hey, we hey, talked hey, about. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. He wants a virtual – no was... virtual hug, but he'll go for a virtual high five. All right, ready? Virtual high five. 
right. Hopefully he did it with you. I didn't do it. We can do it. No, just no, no. rewind it. Just rewind it if you missed it. No. He's No, no, no not focus us. Focus on no, driving him. if you're driving <laughs> and, and then worry about it later. Yeah, when you get home, rewind it to this part. Virtual high five. Okay. There, there you go, Scott. All right. <laughs> so anyway, Matthew, you, you're correct. Matthew was uh, running us an email because we had talked about some uh, higher quality ammunition uh, like the Golden Saber. And I had actually specifically mentioned the Golden Saber. Uh, he was telling us that he gets a uh, massive fireball out the end of his pistol huh. when he shoots it. Right. Um, which, of course, led me to follow up questions with him. Yeah. And I asked him um, whether he was shooting the bonded right. or and then also the barrel length. Hmm. So he's currently shooting it out of a Ruger SR9C. Yeah. So to me, that immediately was a point. The shorter, shorter barrel, barrel yeah. is going to put more of a muzzle flash out there from the yeah, unburnt yeah, powders. Yeah. Uh, and and believe it or not, one inch and two inches difference in barrels can make a big difference. Oh, it does matter, especially handgun calibers. But uh, one thing to also notice is this is uh, this has extra gunpowder in it. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. He says he was shooting the 124 grain, which is a good load. But it's still a plus um, P. They consider it a plus P, yeah. so it's over the Sammy specs. I might. Tr- now, I don't know specifically if Remington uses a low flash powder and golden saber. Okay. I do know specifically that Remington uses um, low flash powder in some of their loads. And I know the other big names do the Spears and the. Um, 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 yeah, brain fart. Uh, federal? Federal is spear, right? Same thing? ATK. That covers everybody. That's everybody, yeah. right? Federal, spear, ATK. <laughs> right? They use, their in their high-end loads and their cop loads, they definitely use low-flash powders. Hornaday does. Yes. And their um, ammo, which I don't recommend yet. Um, so I don't know if Remington does it. Maybe they don't. Well, you can. I have 147 grain golden sabers at the house. I might pop a few off and see what kind of muzzle flash we get out of them. I haven't noticed a big difference. Um, oh, okay. I, I'm shooting in a, in a in a. I wouldn't say it's the brightest of the bright gun ranges. It's probably about uh-huh. a medium, you know, medium yeah, well lit. Not well lit, um, but almost but, well yeah, lit. Not yeah. terrible. It's got like the one lone hanging light that lights oh, yeah, all yeah. the targets. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I noticed that there is a little bit of flash, a little oh, okay. more yeah. uh, than like a, a you know Winchester white box. Oh, really? Would be interesting. But I'm, and I'm maybe because of the up, plus P. I'm chalking that up to the extra powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In there, and especially when you cut that down, I think his pistol only has like a three point four inch barrel. <laughs> yeah, it's real short on yeah. that SR nine C. So you got you don't have very much dwell time. And for that to burn up, so it's just going to come out. I would definitely, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Golden Sables, but if you're worried about the the flash, uh, definitely try the Spear Short Barrel, the Spear Gold Dot Short Barrel, for sure. Yeah. Probably get a little bit better performance. Maybe switch over to the 147 grain, which aren't a plus P load. So that may help with the the powder unburnt powder issue. Yeah, it'll keep that round. Yeah. It'll keep that round in the barrel just a yeah. little bit longer. Yeah, you might try some of that. Um, like I said, it, the fact may be that Remington does not use low flash powder in the Golden Sabers. Uh, we might blast off an email to Remington, but they probably won't tell us. Um, but yeah, I know I, I definitely know some of the other brands do. Um, the Winchester Rangers do. 
the yeah the spirit gold dots yeah yeah the federal hsts definitely do yeah i've shot some federal plus p plus and yeah, pretty low flash yeah i haven't yeah. really noticed much of a flash yep. the golden sabers do have uh quite a bit of flash but like like we were saying you know it's got the higher quality powders in it and the higher quality primers yeah and you can count on that regardless if and it's the bullet the low design flash. the most yeah. important thing and yeah. and the bullet design um so i hope that helped matthew uh, if not, just shoot us a message and uh, let us know how it yell goes. At us. Yeah. I mean, we're okay with that. And we'll definitely, uh, I'll tr- definitely try to get some of those rounds out of my little car PM9 yeah. and and see what kind of flash we get. Yes, and maybe we'll try to get some photos of that maybe too. So, ooh, uh, we had a question from Tom Tom. We haven't heard from him in a while. Tom 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 Tom. Oh, he signed it shirtless in California. That's because we were going to send him a shirt. So I was going to give you a shirt to send to him. Oh, okay. So, oh, I thought he was just listening to it without his shirt on. That might be true, too. Well, I, yes. well, I don't want to give him a shirt. Now he'll wear it, and it won't be shirtless. Well, he could put a Gun Show Podcast shirt. You know what you should do? Get a magic marker, Gun Show Podcast across your chest. No. What everyone <laughs> what everyone should do, which he has already done, is go uh-huh. to Facebook.com slash Gun Show Podcast and like us. Oh, everybody should definitely do that. And, and then go to iTunes and subscribe to us. Yep. And then get on your wife's computer. And go to her iTunes and subscribe to us. And, and then your get friends. on your, your kids' smartphones, you know, your friends' smartphones, your work computer, get on another do another iTunes account in there, go subscribe to us. Yeah. So uh You always take it. <laughs> uh, I always level? I always think you're gonna stop and then just keep going. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Oh, what was Tom's question? Yeah. Tom Tom. Uh Tom, Tom. just recently purchased a Mosin Nagant. Mosin Nagant. Mosin Nagant. And it is filled with Cosmoline. He was asking how or what's the easiest way to get it out. Right. He doesn't have access right. to a shop or outside facilities. Yeah, the um, easiest way to get out is at a shop or an outside facility. Right. But he's stuck in an apartment. Yes. Okay. Now I've heard of and I yeah. talked to him uh, about yeah. taking off, you know, pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, the stock and yeah. foreign foreign and everything and baking it out. You can do that. You can definitely do that. At low temperatures. Yeah, yeah. You can also fashion your own mini hot box to drain all the cosmoline out. What you can do is get something like a, if you have this time time and capability, you get something like a like a turkey basting pan or even an oil. If you got an oil change, you know, pan to change your oil. I don't know if you're allowed to change your oil in California. But uh, <laughs> known to the state of California to cause cancer. Exactly. So every and the cosmoline too. Oh, you know what? I, I realize a flaw in my plan, but I'll get to it. The uh, <laughs> so basically, you build a cardboard box. You know, take a cardboard box, cut some holes in it, whatever you have to do. Uh, make it long Wait, enough. Is your flaw to the fit fact the that Mosin. you're trying to tell someone to put heat and paper together? Yes. No. Yes. The <laughs> the flaw in my plan is my heat source, but I'll get to it. Okay. Think about it. Is it going to be a flame? No. <laughs> Come on. Give me a little credit. But so you make a long box to, to hold your mosine. You put a muzzle down in this box, and then you fashion a uh, put a lamp in there. Just a hundred watt light bulb will get that sucker hot enough to melt all your cosmoline and drain it into the pan. Now, here's the flaw in my plan. It's an incandescent light bulb. I don't even know if you can get those in California. Ah, uh, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Because there's two things that can happen when you don't clean the Mos- or the, the uh, Cosmoline out of your guns. Two Ooh. things. First, you'll get the, uh, in the Texas heat, you'll get the weeping rifles. Oh, yeah. I think my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had that, yeah. Uh, the second is that, believe it or not, yes, Cosmoline can become very, very hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And um, I have heard of an SKS that when the guy charged it and yep. released it, yep. he, uh, it, the firing pin was stuck in the forward position. From the hard cosmoline. Yep, and just went through the entire magazine. Slam fire. That's a bad thing. Very bad Full thing. Full auto is a bad thing when you're not expecting it. That's very true, mm-hmm. Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life lesson of the day, folks. <laughs> yeah. With a Mosin, uh, I don't think you're going to have that much. You might have no. some uh, fail to fires from stri- um, firing pin protrusion. Right. If you've got Cosmoline in that channel. But you want to get all the Cosmoline out you can. And if you get an SKS, you know, just trying to cover all yeah. of the things that may come in with Cosmoline. So, so the thing you want to do is heat it, uh, sop it up with you know, whatever you can. If you can get some brake cleaner and go out on your balcony... And spray it on the thing, and you know. I knew a guy who cleaned his Mosin Nagant in his bathtub. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, it's probably illegal in the state of California. <laughs> that that one's probably definitely over the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you Google that, you know, a uh, uh, hot box for Mosin Nagant or hot box for Cosmoline or stuff like that. Um, there's some great resources out there uh, on how to build these. You know, little I've seen built out of sheet metal, or if you're just doing one rifle. Uh, cardboard box, a little, little oven. Um, but they work well. Huh? Yeah, and military surplus. It, right? uh, there's a military surplus website, military surplus rifles, surplusrifles.com, something like that. Uh, Google that and see what comes up. And they have a lot of good tips on getting Cosmoline out of your rifles. But, uh, well, speaking of rifles. Oh, yeah? Um, we were talking the other day about what one rifle, shotgun, or pistol, maybe a knife, if you could only have one, would be the best. Oh, I saw this. Okay. Now, what this comes from is uh, I read on the Firearm blog, uh, which if you don't read it, you should. It's a great resource and great news. Uh, and if resource. you write the Firearm blog, go like us at yes. facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. I think but, we've, we've talked about him a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, and they've got more than one uh, writer now. They're coming up in the world. Anywho. Scott, send them an email. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, they they posed if you could for whatever reason you're stuck with one rifle, one shotgun, one handgun, you know, perhaps one knife. What would they be and why? And uh, I thought that was a good uh, a good basis for a discussion. And uh, I think my personal opinion uh, came down to a uh, an AR-15 and five five six. Uh, you know, I could get more specific. I probably would want a red dot. You know, uh, perhaps maybe a twenty two conversion kit. Uh, for said AR-15, something to that effect. You know, uh, just a good all-around uh, AR-15 carbine in 5.56 for sure. I think that if that was the case for me, I would probably go with an AR as well. Yeah. But I would go with something like a Trigicon on yeah. top yeah. for two reasons. Uh, like an ACOG? Yeah, an ACOG yeah. Um, that had the fiber optic. So yes. I would ba- I would always have... A sighting system. Right. I mean, obviously, I'd want to have iron sights, but I would always have a sighting system because a red dot, your battery dies. That's true. You're out of you know you're out of luck. That's true. Um, but and also, I'd have something a fixed you know four power, so I could zoom. You know, I could see what was going on. Oh, like uh, for for scanning. Yeah. As opposed to binoculars. Something coming something up, like yeah, you know, sure. and, and it's like quick because you've got your rifle on you. You don't want to have to try to put your rifle down to grab your binoculars. Sure. You want to just be able to put your rifle up. And a four and power is not too bad. No. And you can open your eyes and still see yeah. everything just yeah. fine. I like that. I like so that. what about for a shotgun? What for a use? shotgun, I think I'll go with the ubiquitous uh, pump action 12 gauge. Um, Mossberg or 8.7? I would uh, probably just grab the one... Um, Probably the one I've got now. Honestly, it's 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 pretty much my favorite 
uh, all-purpose shotgun. It's a Maverick 88, which okay. is basically a cheaper version of the Mossberg 500. But it's, I think it's got a better safety because it's got a cross-bolt safety instead of that uh, tang-mounted safety. You know, that would be the reason why, if I was, uh-huh. I, I would consider going with the Mossberg 500 yeah. because I'm left-handed. Oh, that's true. But yeah, I yeah, have yeah, gotten yeah, very yeah. used. I have a Remington 870. I've gotten right. very used to the cross-bolt. Yeah. Um, but it is just slower on your reaction time. I do like the Remington. I like the, where the crossbow does on the Remington, but I don't like where the slide release is on the Remington. I think it's more awkward for me than the uh, the Mossberg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Mossberg, I've got a 18-and-a-half-inch uh, security barrel, which is perfect for those uh, social situations. And then I've got a 28-inch bird barrel, which is perfect for just about everything else. So, you know, the perfect, I, yeah. you know, versatile. We've talked about the versatility of shotguns here before, and I think that's uh, that's about as versatile as it gets. Yeah, I think I'd go with the Remington 870. Um, just like you said, you know, being able to swap out your barrels. Yep. I uh, have an 18-inch barrel and a 20-inch barrel. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. And one of the things I like about that 870 is just how quick it is. I mean, a 500, like you can remove it. No, 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 to remove the barrel. Oh, okay. <clears throat> say, I mean, say you come across, you know, pheasants or yeah. ducks, and, yeah. you now, you know, you're ready to actually just, you know, get into that. Yep. So you just swap the barrel out quickly. Yep. Tool- toolless. Yep, toolessly. And uh, go to town. Yep. So what would your pistol be? I think the pistol would be uh, the good old ubiquitous Glock 17. I mean... Uh, Maybe ideally with an RMR, uh, you know, mini red dot sight, but, you know, I haven't got there yet, so eh, I'm going to say standard, uh, you know, sights, uh, maybe a front night sight and a rear metal sight, um, you know, Glock in parts inside, Glock uh, magazines. You know what I'd add to this since we're talking about guns? What would you add, Scott? I would add the option of a suppressor for both the rifle and the pistol. It's an option you could add if yeah. you'd like. Yeah, I think ideally you could have it on there, take it off if you don't want it. You know, nothing integrally suppressed where you can't take it off if you don't need it. You know, you don't want a pistol with a giant suppressor hanging off it permanently. But, you know, maybe a Glock with a threaded barrel and a suppressor. You could throw a suppressor on there and be quiet if you need to. Uh, be loud if you don't need to worry about it. You know, I never thought about that. But, yeah. Yeah, I definitely go with the old good old Glock. Uh, it works. There's parts available. We know it's reliable. You know, I would go with um, a compact, a full size nine millimeter Glock. I just feel like the nine millimeter would be something I would be yeah. able to find. Oh yeah, yeah, a little Plus, bit easier. Yeah. I think the nine millimeter is just about the perfect handgun caliber. Yeah. So, uh, what about a knife? Uh, just one knife, huh? Just one knife. I'd probably go. Like a multi tool? Yeah. I think that would. I think if you could just have one knife, I'd be really tempted to have a multi tool. Only it's just so inconvenient when all you need is a knife, right? Yes. So my favorite knife is a Strider design. So I would guess I would go with a folding Strider knife as my only knife if I had to have a knife. Uh, but I'm really tempted by the multi tool idea. I think I would go with a multi-tool. Yeah, yeah, uh, the pliers and the knife and yeah. everything. Yeah, everything. If it's that's tempting. allowed, if that's it's tempting. allowed. Yeah, yeah. Um, if not, I would go with a fixed blade. You would go with yes. a fixed blade knife. Oh, for okay. the strength and yeah. durability. I can see that. I can see it. It's I, definitely I don't need a more hinge cracking yeah. on me or breaking or the blade getting yeah, loose. That's true. Um, you know, I mean, just depending on what I'm going to need it for. That's true. If we're talking about for the rest of your life, but you still have to come here to work. 
You could, one could argue for a folding knife, right. but if you're talking for the rest of your life and it's during a post-nuclear you know, nuclear apocalypse or a zombie attack, then one could make a really good argument for a really big fixed blade knife. Yeah, and it wouldn't be like overly sized. Yeah. It yeah. would still I be I find a, a fixed blade over five inches is just unhandy, yes, honestly. I agree. It could be much more utilitarian than a smaller fixed blade, but I think the five inches is a sweet spot for a fixed blade. I do like my K-Bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice knife. Because when, when I'm hiking, you know, I'll keep it in the bag. Yeah. Um, it's heavy, but right. I do like it because it has it, it has whacking ability. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want oh. to, I've taken bark off the tree to get, you know, just sure. to, to, and chop down small little trees with it. Oh, yeah. So. And, and like I said, it's far more utility in the big blades, but I've never used them. Uh, but I'm not an outdoorsman type. Uh so I never had called from years and years ago. I bought a uh, USMC fighting knife from Camillus. Right. You know, same size and shape as a K-Bar, basically. Um, and I never used it. So, so <laughs> Stayed in the sheath for about 10 years, so I finally gave it to my dad or something. The longest camping you ever did was in the Air Force one week, basically. We call it bivouacking now. <laughs> and uh, no, we did not do it in basic training back then either. No. Nope. <laughs> But, Always yeah. had a roof over your head. It's huh? called bivouacking, and we still bring tents and showers and latrines with us. So it's not really camping. No, it's like it's like when people go, "Hey, you want to go camping?" Well, we're going to bring the RV. It's, that's and exactly I'm like, what it's I'm like. Bringing my tent, and that's about as roughing it as I want to get. Yeah, and our tents have air conditioning. No. Yes. Always. Does, does, does the floor inflate? No, it doesn't. Like I mean, it's just a vinyl floor that lays down over well, the whole thing. Over, and then you put your cot on that. Well, yeah, you oh. have a cot in there. You don't sleep on the floor. <laughs> Barbarian. <It'd get> cold. <laughs> no, but it has an aluminum superstructure with a fancy vinyl. It'll, oh. it'll withstand like a hundred some odd miles so an hour how, winds. How long does it take y'all to set that up? Oh, uh, team. I think a team of four is supposed to be able to do it in an hour or something like that. That's not bad, but it's but it seats like sixteen people in a pinch. You know, eight comfortably. You know what just came to me? What? Colorado. The state? Yes. The whole state just came to you? Yeah. They. What did they have to say for themselves? They're issuing uh-huh. drone hunting permits. Oh, I saw that one little town in Colorado is going to issue drone hunting permits. Yes. I, I, I glanced over that. I find that amusing. Um, it's kind of one of those silly things. It's just some jurisdiction has uh, decided they want to be in the news and have drone hunting permits. And I like it. It's fun. Um, I, I like it, but I don't I would like that... to get a drone hunting permit just to have it. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Can you have a non-residence drone hunting permit? <laughs> that's the question. That is a good question. <laughs> hey, that's a great su- source of revenue for that small town, too. Oh, man. If they charge like 15 bucks a throw, yeah. they could sell them by the ton. So here's the question, though. W- would you want to live in an area where people might be firing at lights in the sky? Uh, I think I do. It's called Texas. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but I mean, the the possibility of bullets now falling yeah. from the sky. I think you're only allowed to use shotguns, if I read it correctly. But how, how low are they expecting these drones to be? Well, see, that's the silly part of it, I mean, it, right? it's kind of funny. Yeah, obviously, at 30,000 feet, you're not going to knock a predator down. Gonna, or 10,000 feet. Gonna or 5,000 I'm going to grab my stinger. Or 500 feet. And I'm going to strap feet. myself to a tree. That yeah. way I can have that back blast and point straight I up. I believe these permits only cover shotguns and only cover certain heights of drones, flyings. But evidently you're allowed to blast one down if you can uh, reach out and touch it with your 12-gauge. So basically. Another reason to have no, no, your 870. They are so mad at RC yes. pilots. 
they're they're angry at RC Pilot. So that's basically what it pro- is. What what this probably comes down to, if you read the backstory, is right next to this town, town just out of their jurisdiction, is one of those RC airports. Yes, exactly. Where the guys go to fly, exactly. and they keep buzzing around somebody's house who's important in that town, yep. and he hates them, and he wants to shoot at them, but he knows it's illegal. So he's going to make a law where he can. Now he can. Now he can shoot. He's got his permit. And how? Do, yeah, because how do you know there's not a camera? I swore it was a drone. I thought it was the government spying on me. Who's, I thought it said NSA just, on it. It said NASA. <laughs> it was a replica of the space shuttle. It said NASA. Thought it said NSA. Shot it down. Sorry. Here's your drone back. Yeah. I mean, RC What's plane. left of it. Yeah. And I'll give you the shell that I shot it down with, too. <laughs> Two S- shells of 12 gauge? Yeah, S Consolation. Well, yeah, all, they can only use double barrel uh, shotguns and only. The picture, gauge. I think it was CNN or someone that posted it. The picture that they used is just classic. It's just this hillbilly pointing a shotgun straight up in the of in the course. sky in the middle of the street. In the middle of the street. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you got to know the news is going to one get it wrong and two dumb it down for the rest of us. That's correct. Did you hear about the uh, the airline that crashed? In California? Asianic Air or whatever it is. Did you hear what the news reporter, when she read the names incorrectly? Yeah, somebody somebody trolled her good. I wonder who got fired for that. I hope somebody got really fired for that because that's that's just bad taste. I wish there was a camera. I wish there was a camera on her because I think through like halfway through the third name she, she realized, started to realize she goes there's it. no way this is real but i have to read it because it's on the tv yes yeah it's on the teleprompter Dang yeah it, he'll read is it. it like is it like uh ron Burgundy? ron i'm ron burgundy <laughs> i think that's exactly Stay what happened classy san diego yeah that that may be a case i didn't think that was real in real life I didn't think people actually, you know, only read the teleprompter. I think she just. There's got to be a lot to, of that, though. You know? you, you, say you've had a bad day, and you're just, and your job is to so read the teleprompter. No, we're not. No, we're not going to sing that. So I would just read the teleprompter, and I just, right. and it, it, I would be about halfway your through job, before I realize it. Scott, yeah. your job description is to read what is on this screen, okay. known as the teleprompter. The teleprompter. So will you be able to do that? <laughs> Yes. Okay, you're okay. hired. I'm hired. So that's wait. Do I look? I have to look pretty though. We will zoom in on your chest. Where um, I have Gun Show podcast written on my bare chest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't want a picture of that, did you? No. I'm sorry, I showed it to you, but it's okay. Let's put it on our face. Let's not yeah. ever put that on our Facebook. Page. Well, it's strange the fact that you waxed to go get that tattoo just around it. So yeah. like it's in a, it's like an oval wax. Yeah, it's like an ovular waxing yeah. pattern right there. Yeah. You know what? I really had to explain it to the lady. She didn't understand what an ovular waxing pattern. I was like, no, no, not there. Right there. Right there. And I, it was just, just trust me. Next time, just outline it yourself before you go in, <laughs> and then you'll you won't have to worry about it. That is very true. Speaking of ovular waxing patterns. Okay. Uh, so I posted on Facebook that uh, I want a machine gun match. Yeah, and we weekend. talked about that earlier. We did? Yeah, but let's talk about the match. Ooh, yeah, let's I talk don't know about how many it. times you want to tell these people that you won. But if you want to see the picture <laughs> of Scott winning, go to facebook.com slash podcast and like us. Yes. So now go ahead and tell us your story, Scott. Oh, so anyways... Uh, yeah, so we had our state uh, our state match where all the uh, the national guardsmen go to shoot it out and uh, to see who's best at each other. Or? No, they won. 
they haven't let us do that yet. Oh, okay. Uh, no, we shoot at targets, and uh, like I tell my kid, we shoot at paper targets. Right. And uh, and you know we do marksmanship stuff, and we had a sniper match uh, uh, on Saturday, which I shot, and then we had a machine gun match on Sunday, which I decided to shoot. And uh, like I said, we did pretty good. I ended up uh, winning first. Uh, my partner came in second, of course. We won, so we won first place team. But you didn't just win. I won by a lot of points. You I won really, I really by dominated that competition. Lot. And that's me saying really it. That's not Scott that. saying it. He no. uh, what? He scored like a four eighteen or four oh eight. It was well the over closest, four. The closest to him was uh, either three thirty or or three twenty eight or three thirty eight. Something like that. He yeah, won by yeah. like eighty points. Yeah, yeah. I did really well. I got a bonus. Uh, on one of the matches, which was worth 25 points, and no one else got that bonus. It wouldn't have mattered. You still won. Yeah, so I guess I didn't need that bonus. No, that's but you did find out. What did I find out? That during your um, cold bore shooting. Uh-huh. Oh, the day before. Okay, the sniper match, I came in fifth. So I didn't win that. No, not at all. Not even close. Fifth is Kind of close. It's better than if it's not 25th. first. If it's not first, you're last. If you're not first, you're last. Okay. Right. <laughs> I see. Um, no, there could be second. Well, I came in place. fifth, and you know, I I normally am not one to look at the score sheets, you know, and dwell on them, and I don't go back through and see. Well, I dropped points here, and I can what make are you talking about? Every time I've walked past your desk since Monday, since you've been back, the score sheets have been up. <laughs> well, they usually don't post them, <laughs> so I usually don't worry about them. So he's like scrolling through. So. I was looking at the score sheet for the sniper match, and I came in fifth with a 207-ish. And the winner of the match shot a 247-ish. So I was 40 points behind the winner. Yeah. There was a cold bore shot, the first thing, of course, Saturday, which I, some for some reason, thought we were on the 500-meter line and we were on the 600-meter line. And someone else thought the same thing, too. And I swore I asked somebody, and now I doubt myself the, all way, the, the whole way, though. I, I, I have no idea what happened. So I put 500 on the gun uh, and you know put my 500-yard dope on the gun and shot it. And, of course, it was a bit low. So I got a zero for that match. Now, if I'd made that hit, it would have been worth 50 points. And, ah. I, and I was 40 points off of first. So close. So I what if to myself. I, I never do that. But you had some other people walking back, and they said, hey, didn't they say well, when I, when I walked, Yeah, I walked down to the end of the line. We were shooting on the, the last uh, shooting position. And right next to us were a couple of Army fellows. And uh, they had a really nice Mark 13, by the way. Really cool gun. Nice. And uh, they were shooting, and they said uh, something about – they said it was 500. I said – I thought they said 502, but this is definitely six. And they said, this is six? And I said, oh, yeah. They said, oh, that explains why we were three minutes low. <laughs> and I said, oh, you you too, huh? So, yeah, we weren't the only ones that did it. Um, yeah, so so maybe, you know, maybe they would have scored 50 more points and I wouldn't have come in fifth after all. Maybe. 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 But, uh, yeah, that was a long, hot day on the range, let me tell you what. There's video out there of me uh, in one of the matches, uh, the blindfolded assemb- disassembly reassembly of the M240 Bravo machine gun, which we shot. Oh, yeah? And uh, if you watch the video carefully, uh, I do an okay job on it. I think I came at third in that match. But if you watch at the end, he shows me a time, I'm kind of really nonplussed about the whole thing. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Thanks. And I get up and walk away. And we shot that at the end of the day Saturday after the sniper match. And it was so hot. 
and I sweated so much, and I drank so much water. I just didn't care by that point. You were just lethargic. You were just I going just through the motions. Didn't you could have told me, oh Scott, you're you've been disqualified from this match, and I'd been like, that's cool, and I'd have walked away. But you had a disassembly and reassembly time of it was two thirty something, two thirty one, two thirty seven, something like that. that. But uh, yeah, it was good enough for third that day because I think a lot of people were as tired as I was. And you had some other guys there that got it down to like a minute and twenty. One of the fellas, Van Dordsten or whatever his name was, he got it one minute seventeen seconds, something like that. Okay, so ridiculous. So explain blindfolded. Blindfolded. You're disassembling and reassembling a M240 Bravo machine gun. All right. And doing a function check once you have it reassembled. So that's important. So that adds a little bit of time. So, yeah, and you're disassembling this thing all the way down. You're taking the barrel off. You're taking the gas plug out of the barrel. You're taking the handguard off the barrel. You're taking the butt stock off. You're taking the, the, tr- the recoil system fire out. Fire group assembly. Yeah, the firing control group assembly, ha- pistol grip handle thingy off. And everything basically but the feed tray, which it's probably a nightmare blindfold. Are you sitting on the floor? Yeah, we were sitting on the floor. Okay. This. Yeah. And so here's the thing. You're you kind of set it yeah, around you. got to know exactly where you're putting pieces. Well, I've done this before in a different match. Not to this extent. We didn't have to do the function check. and We didn't have to take apart the gas system. But I've done this before. And the trick is to practice it so you put it down in the same place every time. So you pick it up from the same place every time. Now, of course, like I said, we were really tired. Uh, we were, I really didn't care. I was really apathetic. So you'll see me take apart this gun in the video and just throw it on the ground. I don't, I don't even care where it lands. And I, then I go searching for it, of course, stump fumbling for it. Well, you need it. to find that video and post it. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so is there anything you want to tell of our all of our listeners about, about what? You know, what? No, for, for not being there on Friday so that we could do a show? What do you, do you wanna... mean? Am I supposed to apologize uh, for hey, winning? Hey. I don't apologize for Only losers apologize for winning. I don't know. Wait. It might be nice for everyone to hear you say it. What? Are you just trying to get a drop or something? No, I want you to apologize. What are you getting at? The fact that you weren't here for Friday for us to record. And I'm sure people didn't have something to listen to on Monday on their way into work. So is there anything <laughs> you'd like to say? Scott? No, I, I don't. Sorry? Sorry? <laughs>